This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Well, welcome to uh, Pat and Stu. Uh, we kind of covered all the, uh, did we cover the outrageous and the, you know, the uh, the despicable and the world is ending stuff on the radio show? Is it time uh, for some I think so. for some happy talk, for some fun? I, I tried is to make time? this point in the morning meeting today and was mm-hmm. not received well. Which what was, was your oh, point? So, Pat, so Glenn said something like, oh, so what's the, what's the news on Ebola this, this weekend? And I said, I think mostly positive. I mean, mm-hmm. here's the situation. You had 48 people who are being monitored for close personal contact or some varying degree <laughs> of personal contact. In the with, family of the first guy. Yeah, In the family and other people that he talked to and, yeah. and mel- met with while he was here. Duncan, who actually died mm-hmm. from Ebola. And all of them passed the incubation period clear of the disease. That is remarkably positive and to me points to the fact that uh, what we thought about Ebola is accurate which is it is passed through close contact with bodily fluids, not just close contact. Huge distinction there. Um, you know, if you're hanging out, you know, if I'm, I'm sitting across the table from you and we're eating and we're drinking together, we're talking to each other, uh, that's not necessarily, does not mean anyone, you know, is going to get it that way. People mm-hmm. who lived in the apartment with this guy did not get it. It's people who were dealing with his actual horrifying bodily fluids in the midst mm. of the disease that did get it. And if that's the way this continues, uh, you know, there's a, mm. like, for example, this would, in, this would lead us to believe no one on the Frontier Airlines plane is going to come down with Ebola. Um, this would lead us to believe that, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know, people who went to the same grocery store or in the same apartment complex as the two nurses, they're not going to come down with Ebola. We don't know that's the case. We don't have time, and we obviously go to the uh, the most uh, careful uh, course of events to make sure. But this is a good indication that maybe we can stop this, and that's great. It is great. So there's good news on that front. Yeah. Uh, so far as we know, just the two American patients still, and they've been transferred to uh, Atlanta and uh, was it Baltimore? Yeah, Atlanta and somewhere in Maryland. Or? Yeah, and they're both seemingly doing well. Yeah, uh, at least one's I, in satisfactory one for sure. Yeah, and I or haven't fair. heard as one much the about the condition of the other one. And Jeffy brought up a great point, um, which is very rare, and I don't say that often, uh, which was, I think, on Friday, Jeffy, um, when you uh, pointed out just, again, we're talking optics here, mm-hmm. but you, show, you, say, you mentioned something you saw about the pictures of all these victims. What did you notice? Oh, my gosh, the news report uh, shows they were talking about why uh, – Certain people were getting the blood from Dr. Brandt, right? Yeah. Yep. Brandt was the first one. And uh, you have to be the same blood type. And they don't mm-hmm. know how for how long it will go now from him. You know, the farther away it gets from his right. transfusion, the weaker it gets. Yeah, now you're at, if you use, in other words, if you use the blood of one of these two nurses now, you're a generation away from right. the doctor. And on the television screen, they shoot up the pictures of the nurses and Duncan. And the nurses all look light-skinned and white, and there's Duncan, the black face, that didn't get it. Right, and also, I believe... But it was his blood type, I right? got did it. Did they mention I, that? I, I, right. Yes, they did. Again, optics. 
I, and but the other Vincent, one was the Vincent, the nurse, is black. But she didn't get it, she right? Didn't get and my understanding it. Right. is that she was also the wrong blood type, so she didn't oh, get, she it. Didn't she right. get it either. Right. So right now, the two black oh. victims have not received this treatment, and all the white people, of course, we're going to now include Asians with white people of because course. it's convenient in this particular case. All the white people are getting it, and all the black people aren't. And it just looks again, bad. as you kind of pointed out, and I pictured it as you said it, Jeffy, is picture Pinterest or Twitter where you're putting up a picture of these people got treatment, these people didn't. Right. There's not going to be an explanation as to why. Right. There's not going to be an explanation as the blood types were wrong. That's included on you know a New York <laughs> Times article right. that you read later. But or, by the way, here's the explanation. They would have died from the blood <laughs> transfusion. But your boy Al Sharpton. Doesn't matter. The fact is they didn't get help. Exactly. Right. And you're going to get that. And That's certainly, right. I mean, Sharpton at least has... I mean, he doesn't have any standards, but to some degree, he, at least on television, you know, when you're on, on the Internet, you're just passing things around. I mean, how many fake things have we already talked about uh, oh just God. with Ebola alone? From coffins that were bought for the Ebola uh, bug they were planning right. to uh, what's his face? Um, um, uh, the Nation of Islam guy, uh, Farrakhan, Farrakhan, saying that uh, the government created Ebola to wipe out black people. Mm -hmm. All of these things. Well, if you're on those sites anyway, you're going to see these pictures and yeah. you're going to think, wow, this is really happening. Um, when it's not at all. I mean, we want all these people to live. In fact, to live. In fact, we all, you know, as much as we got quickly past the fact that somebody died from this, um, and, you know, because of the fact we were worried and still are, that it could affect other people here. And that's what you do. You don't necessarily, the grieving for patient zero is not necessarily the focus of a story like this because you are constantly worried about, is it going to spread? Is it going to wipe out half of the country? Mm -hmm. But I mean, if, if you read the statement by the woman um, who was the fiance of, of Mr. Duncan, who's a grieving al almost widow, um, as she sees her, her fiancé <clears throat> die of one of the worst uh, diseases imaginable, she made a statement, which was really nice, actually. And, you know, and she's thankful that she's passed this, but now she's got to deal with grieving her fiancé, mm -hmm. who died out of nowhere from an infectious disease that she was, he was trying to carry a pregnant woman to the hospital. I mean, uh, you know, this is, it, it is terrible, and we all do feel uh, for uh, for. Thomas Eric Duncan and his family. I mean, it really is crushing. But, I mean, it's natural for people to say, wait a minute, how is this going to affect the rest of us as well? After someone's gone, that's kind of where you go in this particular case. Yeah. Um, so, so far, those two and nobody else yet. And so, you know, people are panicking all over. I was, I was getting texts from my daughters up in Utah and... Uh, my son in Minnesota is all pissed off and upset about this. And I'm like, it's calm down. There's two people so far. Two people. Yes, we're, I'm pissed about the way the CDC has handled it too. And the administration because they haven't, they haven't installed a travel ban to, or I mean from West Africa. Uh, nobody is saying that help can't get there. We're just saying don't bring your people here. How can that possibly Make the infection worse. The only it thing can't. I, I was trying to think, again, I've been, I've been obsessing over this question since we started. I mean, I am really obsessed with their responses because they literally continue to say things that don't make sense and just stand by them and don't explain them. Bill Maher was the latest one. You played this clip uh, uh, earlier. I don't know if we have this clip. Uh, okay, we, have, we do have this one. Let's show you this because it, it's amazing to just see if you understand the language spoken in this country. There's no way to comprehend what these people are saying. And they just keep saying it as if it's obvious. 
there's a difference between the words to and from, and that difference is crucial. It is a crucial, basic understanding of the language that's necessary to communicate with other citizens. Not only is it a difference, it's the opposite. Opposite. It's like up and down are not the same word. In fact, they're the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> Fat and thin are not the same word. They're the opposite. Right. It's like, uh, I, you know, look, you can't go up in the elevator. You can't go up the stairs because they are, you're on the 60th floor. So of a you're saying building. I can't come down the stairs? Right. You're on the 60th floor of a burning building. Upstairs I... are, is, there's a fire <laughs> going on. Downstairs is your escape. And you say, I got to go downstairs. You say, look, right, the worst thing you need to do right now would be to go upstairs. <laughs> no, I'm talking about coming down, down the stairs. You cannot go upstairs. There's a fire. Do you want to make this fire worse? You want to make this fire worse? Then go ahead. Go down. <laughs> go upstairs. Everyone will die who goes upstairs. I, I'm, I'm talking going about downstairs. going down to leave the stairs. The building. So, Why can't you get that? Um, really fascinating. Crazy. Um, and I, I, I can't. I can't get past it. It's, I'm completely fascinated by it. I was trying to think of a justification, though. And I, the thing, I, are they saying that in theory, people who are healthy in West Africa? could theoretically try to escape the disease and come to America. And for that purpose, you can't stop them from leaving because they would be leaving a bad area to come here. So for those few people in a country where the per capita income is $400 a year that could afford to get to the United States, in theory, we would be stopping them. But of course, spend your money uh, in better ways and just stay away from people and stay you know, keep away from others poop and pee is probably a better um, set of advice. Um, but in theory, is that what they're saying? A few people that could theoretically escape and come to the United States and not get it? I don't even know. No, because yes. they could escape. The, they could escape West Africa and wind up infecting people in the United States. Right. And also, by the way, if they so wanted to escape West Africa. the disease around the world. They could fly somewhere else as well. It's not, we're just saying not, don't come to America. Now, I understand that if everyone said that, then there would be no place for them Everyone's to go. Everyone's not but saying it. But other people are saying it, by the way. But not Zambia everyone. is saying it. Zimbabwe and, is saying it. But we're not responsible for what the other countries no, say. We have to we're responsible it. for what we say and Our what best we interests. do. Yes. Yeah, we have to look out for us. And I know that's somehow racist and xenophobic yeah, well, and horrific. You now. know how we can show that we're not racist? We can, I don't know, ha hold the company that comes up with the cure, which, by the way, that's what we're doing. You know, the companies that are fighting mm -hmm. this, the people that are fighting this are coming from here. We're sending our missionaries there. We're mm -hmm. proving we're not racist in that way. But that doesn't mean we need to expose ourselves to additional risk to prove that. I'm not pr I don't care enough about what you think about us, to be honest. It's, it's weird. It's insanity. Yeah. Well, it's trying I, to seal off a, a, an entire region of the world, <laughs> if that were even possible. Mm -hmm. would make the situation worse. Again, no President one said Obama. we're trying to seal off would. an entire region of the world. What we're saying is we don't want people from a particular three countries to travel here on vacation right now. Uh, that is not sealing off an area of the world. And we understand that it's not possible. You can't eliminate Think every single this. person. Probably someone could sneak through because of your crappy enforcement. Okay. But even if they could, then you'd be cutting the risk by 99%. Let's go back to the Dark Ages. Let's go back to the Middle Ages. And okay. the bubonic, bubonic plague, okay, the Black Plague in Europe. Let's say in the first dumpy little village that this broke out, where the first rat bit the first human being or left feces in the first human being's food. Rat zero, right there. Rat zero and human zero, right there, okay? Instead of 70 million people dying 
One third of the entire Earth's population dying. What if they had isolated that patient in that little hut and that little village and said, no, you're sorry, you're not going anywhere. No, you're going to stay right another, here. Another rat would have snuck out somewhere. We couldn't have, we couldn't have kept it. What if it you would have been much more difficult to, to contain that situation, to be, to be honest with you. It would have been more difficult the, in the that, dark ages to do it. Now it's not that hard. Yeah, it would have been hard, but you could have done it. Are you sure you, you could, could have done. killed the rats. You could have, if they knew yeah. what was going on. Yes. Which I don't think they did at the time. But, but you kill the rat, you, you, you isolate the person, you treat the person, they probably die. But that's it. It stays example, there. If we knew what was going on, oh my gosh, we do know what's yeah. going on. Yeah. The only other thing we haven't we talked do. about when you talk about this, and this is important, which is stopping Ebola is hard. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Think that's about really that for point. a second. All right. Sit on that for a second. Yeah, see could, if you, you see could, if you can survive that. So you you're saying stopping Ebola is hard. So I'm saying why even try? Let them fly wherever they want in West Africa. Well, stopping Ebola is hard. Is hard. So don't. So don't try. Is, I guess that's what you have to extrapolate. The uh, next most logical conclusion is so don't yeah, I mean, stop you Ebola. Right? You're you talking can't. about sealing off an entire nation that were even possible. Yeah, don't even worry about it. <laughs> so now the head of uh, Frontier Airlines is saying the nurse who flew on Frontier from Cleveland back to uh, Dallas, she was in a more advanced stage of Ebola than we were led to huh. believe. Healthcare workers, top officials in the administration, including the president himself, have said that the nurse showed no symptoms. Apparently, not so much. Uh, Barry Biffle, who's the uh, pr president of Frontier, said in an email that wasn't the case, updating employees on the latest from the uh, Centers for Disease Control. He wrote that the nurse on board the flight from Cleveland to Dallas may have been much more advanced uh, in the stage of infection than previously thought. Said uh, that employees are still at a low risk of contracting it, though. Meanwhile, Frontier Airlines also notified passengers on five October 14 flights that they were on the same jet taken by nurse uh, Amber Joy Vinson a day earlier. That was uh, the flight from Dallas to Cleveland, right? Right. Uh, meanwhile, they, uh, the 800 passengers, that's, so that's, that's 800 passengers is now the number that they're talking about. 800. That's just the number, though, that were, I guess, subjected to her. Somehow, either no, in, well, the airport, in the, plane, in the right? airport or on the plane. Right, so they, the plane after she, so she flies up to from Dallas to Cleveland. That flight, that plane, then flies a bunch of other people, even when she's yeah. not on the jet. A bunch, I think they. But it's four kind of flights. been infected. Would be the theory. That would be the theory. You know, and the theory is out of extreme caution. We, we do not honestly out of an abundance of caution because the government sucks so bad, and because of caution. the CDC sucks so bad, it's yeah. understandable to mock that. But in in reality, there's no reason to believe it is some. Someone can get it's, Ebola by flying on a flight where a person with Ebola previously flew. But you're going to mock that because yeah. out of an abundance of caution, they're not stopping people from coming right. here from Ebola land. Right. They are not. They do, they are not acting <sighs> out of an Darn abundance it. of caution in the most obvious way. Right. When you have thousands and thousands of people with Ebola that could come here, when they talk about 10,000 new cases every single week. That are coming here, in the, uh, that are coming to the, our world here in the next couple of months is what they believe at, at a worst case scenario. If they actually believe that, then they would need to stop these flights, and they're not acting that way. Let's, uh, let's take a look at two nations who have acted out of an abundance of caution and sort of isolated people from coming to their countries. 
They just said, no, you're not coming here from Liberia, Sierra Leone, or Guinea. You're just not going to do it. We're sealing off our borders from you, okay? We're not talking about not sending help to you, but you're not coming here. Nigeria and Senegal are, are the countries who've done that. And guess what? They've both de been declared Ebola-free after the 42-day period with no new cases. Notice there, notice their incubation period uh, 42. twice as long yeah. as, uh, as what we just did. What does that tell you? From, from countries that have been dealing with this for 40 years, uh, you might want to go with their number. Well, I heard this weekend that the 21 days was from uh, the original cases back in the 70s, and mm -hmm. they decided that it was 21 days, and they've just gone with that since. But since it's mutated, and these obviously countries have seen it mutate over the years, they figure that it mm -hmm. might be longer. Mm -hmm. And there's also mm -hmm. the argument that it stays inside your body in other fluids longer anyway. So Right. Um, if it's sexually transmitted, it could be up to seven weeks, uh, they believe, which oh is gosh. even longer than the 42 days. Right. Oh, good golly. Uh, per I, particularly from men is uh, the right. way they, uh, they've been talking about that. So that wouldn't necessarily affect these two nurses, but uh, still, you, know, you, you might want to be a little careful. That's amazing. For a little while. A little, little, little while. A little while. Uh, all right, triple eight seven two seven back. We got more on the way. Back is the, is the phone number. Uh, so should we, can we, let me play this quick uh, clip about the uh, uh, the Democrats who are claiming that uh, Republicans are responsible for Ebola because mm -hmm. they cut spending. This clip, I mean, look, this is such a blatantly obvious one that they're lying, but it is interesting still to tell the truth about it. Uh, Washington Post came out and gave them four Pinocchios for, the, for these claims. They're blatantly false. Uh, but here is uh, NBC News. Uh, this is a immunologist from uh, the National Institutes of Health talking about the truth about these ridiculous claims. One of your colleagues seemed to hint that if you guys had been funded, had more money, you'd have a vaccine today. Yeah. Was that hyperbole? I don't agree with that. I have to tell you quite honestly. I think that the NIH has had constraints and resources for 10 years, and all of biomedical research has been less than its robust activity. But you don't believe we'd have a vaccine today? I, 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 you can't say that. I think you can't say we would or would not have this or that. Everything has slowed down, but I wouldn't make that statement. Again, this whole idea that it's slowed down, slowed down from, as he, and he says it in a, in a veiled way there, which is, from the robust levels we'd want, or so he said he's used the word robust. Now, the word robust means essentially whatever they want, right? Mm -hmm. It is probably less than what they want. But this, or the National Institute of Health was getting $17 billion in the year 2000, and they're currently getting $30 billion. Like, that is not a cut in spending. I, only in Washington could anyone believe that that's a cut in spending. They're almost doubled their budget. I, I don't know. I mean, again, I. I live in a, in a world in which that's not, a, that's not a cut. You know, I live in a world where, I mean, we run a, you know, a real a business here, which you try, I mean, at least it looks like a business kind of. And we try to do things in which we have to have more money than we spend and things like that, these crazy concepts that they don't have to deal with in Washington. And it's not easy. 
So you have to make difficult decisions sometimes. But they don't make those decisions in Washington. There's a new PolitiFact uh, fact check out on Cory Gardner, the guy who's running as a Republican. In, um, did you get a fight with, in a, with a cat or something, Pat? What, what's happening oh, over this? there? Yeah. Yeah, it's a little, uh, <laughs> a little work over the weekend. What, what? Did you get in a brawl with a Can you even see that on the yeah. on camera? Uh, Can you? Yeah. I showed that to my wife. She's like, ah. Yeah, that's what hard work will do for you. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Uh, it goes to what Glenn was saying uh, on the radio mm-hmm. show in the last hour that my wife has absolutely no compassion. Oh, she has no compassion. No for compassion you. for me. So, uh, yeah, we were just clearing some brush and mm-hmm. cutting down trees. and That's why my back is so much worse today. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a, I was helping it, out a, a Boy Scout with an eagle project, and, and, uh, and these are the fruits of my labor right there. Sounds so. ill-advised. Continue, considering your back situation, ill-advised. But this yeah. is the sort of health problem that could be cured by more funding, by the way. Exactly. Uh, if we just had that more funding. I didn't mean to throw off topic, but I did notice it. Uh, and uh, it was. Uh, Thank you for your sympathy. You had that checked. I mean, it did look like you had uh, maybe mm-hmm. you stuck your hand in a den of kittens. <laughs> they just no, I didn't. Um, they didn't do that. Uh, so I, oh, Cory Gardner. So he said something in the debate, basically did what we did, which was uh, maybe we, we, you know, they wouldn't be complaining about lack of funding if they stopped spending money on massage therapy mm-hmm. and uh, jazzercise and things like that. So PolitiFact, of course, comes out there. Here are, these are actual quotes from the PolitiFact article. Uh, they say it's plausible, what Gardner said. It's plausible. It's likely, it's quite possible, mostly false. <laughs> now, their point is, well, they, spend, they do spend some of that money. They do spend some money on disease control. Well, they themselves, and the Democrats in particular, keep claiming it wasn't enough. So where would you get more money? Things like jazzercise. And their point is, well, in Obamacare, it specifically says it's supposed to go for things, issues of public health like uh, obesity. Well, we, I, we don't like Obamacare. We don't think it should have said that. We don't think that money should be going that direction. I mean, it's an absurd thing, but this is what they do. The idea that there's not enough funding in any, any branch of government is, to me, ridiculous. The only one I will defend having overfunding is the military, because I think we need to take chances on new technologies uh, for weapons and such uh, that we need to have to defend ourselves. We need to be ahead of that game. Um, And that is the job of, I believe, the uh, government, one of the few jobs. Uh, You know, I mean, I know some libertarians will disagree, but, you know, infectious disease control is another issue that I would say that there's a role for government. Not not the sole role, uh, but I do believe there's there's a role there. You, You have control of your borders to stop things like this the 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 flight ban is is almost exactly what you'd want as a conservative the government to enact these things you have a role on your board we're not saying hey you need to control the activities of all your citizens but you are saying hey when someone comes in here from you know an ebola infected country that's where you can draw a line you can stop that you don't need to expose your population to that sort of stuff right and that's like a pretty basic line it has nothing to do with funding Nothing to do with funding. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. Let's go to Louie in New York. Uh, Louie, you're on the patent studio. I don't want to. Even though Stu doesn't want to. Hey, Louie. Hey, you guys there? Hi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, last week and also obviously just now, you guys were talking about uh, canceling the flights to Africa and the affected areas, and why would you not want to do that? Yeah. Uh, Stu referenced an article that Political Pal. I think it was Thursday. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, you know, you get down reading in the article, and they do kind of explain why. Mind you, I don't agree with it. It's a very good government answer. 
It's because if we stopped all the flights, the healthcare workers can't get there because then the price of airline tickets would go up. But oh, th- this is, I, and I did read that part of it, and I, to me that is Come on, a ridiculous, you, know, you can't be somebody a, who spends. Answer because yeah. you hear no, that. I know, Louie, and I understand. This is no, we're their not point. attacking you. We're not attacking you. But this is, you, you yeah. don't get, their point was, well, it's going to cost $12,000 an hour to get these people over there. Number one, as they revealed yeah. with Bill Maher, we're talking about 500 people. So you're talking about, about yeah. two big flights. And again, let's not even take 12000 Let's take $50,000 an hour. You don't get to complain about $50,000 an hour when you spend $500 million on bike paths. You don't get to complain about it. You just need to spend the money. No. You need to take it away from the bike paths and the jazzercise, and you plus, need to make it happen if you need plus, to get people in there. you can get a philanthropist, uh, you know, John Huntsman, to charter a flight for these people. To They own the plane. They own the plane. Yeah. And they'll incur the cost. Yeah. You can get a philanthropist to take care of a couple of flights for healthcare workers to uh, Liberia. You can absolutely do that. That's nonsense. It's 500 people total, not from America, by the way. Right. So it's even less than that from America. These are absurd arguments. They're arguing, well, it would be tough to get people in there because if there was no commercial air flight, it would... Uh, Shut up. There, it would cost more. Cost more? When's the last time you cared anything about cost? They couldn't care less. You spend hundreds of millions of dollars on nothing. You don't yeah. get to complain about cost of private jets. Sorry, Louie, I know no, that's not now, your now point, but it's frustrating. Now fiscally responsible, right? Not, yeah. now it's- yes. It's, yeah. it, it's <laughs> they crazy. They finally found it's the restrictions crazy. on the pocketbooks. Yes. Yeah. We can't spend money on flights <laughs> into Liberia for health care workers into an Ebola crisis. That's the one thing we draw the line on. Sure jazzercise, yeah, sure poop-flinging studies, mm-hmm. but no flights into a, an important <laughs> infectious disease They're too expensive. Zone. We can't do it. Come on. These guys fly Thanks, themselves Louis. out of Washington back to their home districts all the time on private jets. Yep. Appreciate oh. the call. Uh, Jeff Period. in Iowa. Hi, you're on the Pat and Stu Show. Yeah, the reason I'm calling is I believe the reason why they won't stop the flights is because it could come straight across the southern border. Uh, it's from Sierra Leone? That's, yeah. that's a really that's southern a pretty border. long uh, swim <laughs> and then walk. But yeah. that, that's a legitimate point. If, it, if there comes, becomes a giant if outbreak Mexico in Mexico, is, yes. you know, is yeah, rampant with Ebola. Yeah, that, then then you got you've got a point. Um, but so far, that's that's just again, not the case. Again, like, that, 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 like we're talking about cutting the risk. I actually believe Thanks, that if you if you stop flights from Liberia, first of all, we would not have this outbreak in the first place. We know that right. would not have occurred. We wouldn't have How, anything in the United States. Right. But however, it's certainly possible, even with a flight restriction, that someone could fly into Mexico City and cross the border or something of that effect. It's possible, but it makes we're it more it difficult. It's possible for harder. someone to break into your home when your doors are locked. It's yeah. possible when you have the alarm on as well. Yes. But it's less likely, which is Thank why you. you take those actions. Thank you. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents due coming up. And you need to relax. I know. I definitely. Right, I, I can't. I can't get over this. I can't get over this. It it's just mad gives me a reason it's that makes freaking sense. Madness. Triple eight seven two seven back eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. That's every uh, every day, uh, every day off the air. Uh, Pat can't get that. For some out of reason, the, that's what it does. That's the what it does. Da 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 is the same tune as hold, hold the, the pickles, pickles, hold the lettuce. Special orders don't upset us, or virtually the same. Very close. I don't think it is. Remember the old Burger King commercial? Yeah. 
That's what that is. Isn't that weird that special orders once upset restaurants? <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, it is. Like, how dare you say no pickles on that sandwich, you bastard? Get out of my restaurant now. Get out. Get out. I, I, There's a place in, um, you probably know this. I think you've eaten there. Louis Lunch in New Haven, Connecticut, does that. They tell you to get out if you want to have it your way. Burger King's two blocks down the road. Glenn's, oh, right? uh, people don't realize, Glenn's, mm-hmm. um, I think it was his rehearsal dinner for his marriage to Tanya, uh, which I attended, uh, was at Louis' lunch. Which was, was it really? A hamburger place. It's supposedly the place that invented the hamburger. Kind of tells you how far Glenn's come yeah. in his career since. Well, you know, Glenn, it was more for the kitsch. He's, you know, he's, yeah. again. But he was not doing well at the time. Yeah, you know, not doing well for better. Glenn. Uh, you know, I would say Thank he's... Thank you. You know, well, it I wasn't... Mean, he was never at Jeffy levels, to put it frankly. Um, <laughs> no, you know, he wasn't. It wasn't that bad. But he kind of was because he had a little alimony situation going on. <laughs> he did. And he was not making the kind of money he makes now. No. So it was, it was a difficult Who hasn't seen that? Well, I know you have. <laughs> I know you have. So... Triple eight seven two seven Beck eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. Expelled Nazis got millions in social security benefits. This is good news that we were paying Nazis millions of dollars. Uh, nothing better than that. Former Auschwitz guard Jakob Denzinger lived the American dream. Plastics company in the Rust Belt uh, town of Akron, Ohio, thrived by the late nineteen eighties. He had acquired the trappings of success: Cadillac DeVille, Lincoln Town Car, Lakefront Home. Investments in oil and real estate. Then the Nazis, hunters, uh, showed up. In 89, as the U.S. government prepared to strip him of his citizenship, he packed a pair of suitcases and fled to Germany. He later settled in the uh, pleasant town of Drava River, where he lives comfortably, courtesy of U.S. taxpayers. Hmm. Collects a Social Security payment of about 1500 a month, nearly twice the take-home pay of an average Croatian worker. Uh, he's 90 now, and he's among dozens of suspected Nazi war criminals and SS guards who collected millions of dollars in Social Security payments after being forced out of the United States. So even after leaving the U.S., he still got his Social Security benefits? This is an odd one because we um, accepted and recruited a lot of help from Nazis immediately Mm -hmm. after the war, including some really highly placed people. Um, who were, you know, helped dramatically in our war effort and afterwards. Uh, We, you know, we took their top scientists uh, in many cases and shielded them from prosecution for their war crimes to help the United States. That's all a matter of uh, historical record at this point. These cases are more odd because... We we did. This is not the case here. We took these guys. Th- we found out they were Nazis. They fled the country. And we continued to give them benefits as if they were, a, you know, a citizen in good standing. And my guess is there probably isn't anything that they can do about it because of the way these. It's just everybody gets it. Mm-hmm. Everybody who is there gets it, whether they were Nazis or not. Uh, and that's of course a problem with the policy. Uh, but you have to believe there's some sort of way to not pay Nazis no, who aren't even living off. in the country $1,500 a month. You can't cut them off. That'd be like stopping flights into a country <laughs> and out of a country. You can't. It would make exactly. Nazism worse. It would make Hitler come back from the dead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, it would cause another Holocaust if you were to cut off the Nazis. <laughs> Among yeah, those, that's the kind of logic that, is, that we're hearing from the on the Ebola thing, yeah. Among those who benefited, an armed SS troops, or excuse me, armed SS troops who guarded the Nazi network of camps 
where millions of Jews perished. An SS guard who took part in the brutal liquidation of the Warsaw Ghetto in Nazi-occupied mm. Poland and killed as many as 13,000 Jews himself. Wow. And a Nazi collaborator who engineered the arrest and execution of thousands of Jews in Poland. Um, an AP analysis found that 38 of 66 suspects removed from the United States kept their social security benefits. So obviously they were able to pull it from some of them, but uh, 38 people still mm -hmm. were able to continue to get your cash. This is why, I mean, this is an extreme example as to why these programs are awful. They shouldn't be happening. Uh, social security, um, uh, Medicare, our, our, prob our programs, and, and again, I, you know, I say this knowing how unpopular it is, but they shouldn't exist. There are other ways to take care of people who, mm -hmm. are, uh, who, are the, who are the worst off rather than a program mm -hmm. that continues to pay, in theory, Bill freaking Gates uh, $1,500 a month as he retires. It's absurd that that stuff can go on. And Bill Gates and Nazis are getting your tax dollars. Now, you might say, well, we could just refine that program a little bit. Yeah, maybe you could, but these are going to continue to happen. Billions of dollars go to people who are either dead, who are criminals, who are Nazis, who are billionaires. These, they can't help themselves because they're universal programs. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the assumption is you get the cash, and you have to find a way to not give them the cash. I am fine with certain programs that work the opposite way. You are assumed to not get the cash, and then if you can prove indigent, terrible circumstances, maybe the cash is there to help you. But only at that point do you get it, not when you have six bill in the bank. And that's not ridiculous. It's just not. There's a basic thing that we should do is maybe not give money to billionaires. I think that's, I think that's a, a fair thing. Yeah, I think, I think it's fairly fair. So it takes tax I mean, dollars from you know, people like Jeffy who are trying to feed a, a, you know, a family of thousands spread out the country of illegitimate children. Mm -hmm. You can't take money from him and give it to Bill Gates. Really? I mean, from Jeffy is a bad example. Yes, you can't do it from him. I don't care. Well, that's my excuse. I'll tell you that. Sorry, I can't, can't feed you. Gates is told by money. Okay. <laughs> You're a good guy. Good you know, guy, if you if you make um, let's say uh, if if you're I think you make I think you mentioned that if you make six billion dollars mm -hmm. or you have six billion dollars yes. in the bank, mm -hmm. then you don't probably need Social Security. Um, if you break down six billion dollars, let's say you make six billion a year, you divide that by three sixty five. What is that per day? Six billion divided by three sixty five. Uh, I can give you an exact number on that. Let's there, just break Pat. it down into the month. Okay, six billion, billion. divided by 12, twelve would be five hundred million, right? Okay, uh, five thousand. Yeah, five hundred million. So you're making five hundred million dollars a month. Mm -hmm. Is that extra fifteen hundred dollars going to mean a lot to you, Jeffy? <laughs> Watch the pennies, the dollars will come. Penny saved is a penny earned. For a billionaire, your your social security benefit would be a little higher, probably. Let's say it's twenty four hundred. So, but you're making five hundred million a month. We're giving more money right, giving to billionaires. More. Like yes, I, you the, are. And this is the thing, and, and conservatives get hung up on this all the time. 
I paid into this system. I, this is exactly uh, yeah. why they planned it this way. Pro- progressives specifically, yep. they specifically designed a separate tax to go to programs like this so you would feel as if it was your money coming back to you. They spent your money 50 years ago. Your it's money's gone. not coming back to you. Not to mention m- almost everybody. On average, it's ridiculous. But most people take out more from these programs than they put in. It's not a program. They're not taking your money and investing it and saving for you. And stop as a conservative and think about that process oh, for a second. I hate the FICA tax so much I can't even begin to tell you. What's that? The FICA tax. I oh, hate yeah. it oh, so much. That's the one. I, if I, I were to advocate it, drives plan. me out of my freaking mind. For Republicans to pursue, if I had a plan, I, I would say get rid of that tax. It hits. It first of all hits. It is a regressive tax, so that billionaires pay less into it than the average person. Percentage-wise, which first of well, all, I, I thought that we were all percentage-wise, but they still well, pay a it, hell of a lot. Because it, yeah, because it, but it stops at what one hundred and five thousand dollars or thousand whatever it is. So, so, but so, for, is, there's an easy, easy argument for liberals to be against it. Is most of my point there? Yeah, um, and then conservatives should be against it too because it, it, you know it's just it's a tax that goes to these programs. And think about what when you, when conservatives and they do overwhelmingly support these programs because they're just so ingrained in our society. But think about what you're saying. I want a program in which I have the government invest money for me so that I can have retirement later on. Ludicrous. Who the hell wants that as a conservative? I don't know. And yet you'll see 60, 70, 80% approval of these programs existing. And I'll tell you this, Nazis shouldn't get a penny of it. And Nazis, can we at least agree on that Can we agree on that? Nazis should not be getting Social Security benefits, especially if you're responsible for the death of 13,000 Jews. Okay? Is that all we're asking? I'm on a limb all by myself there. It's not all we're asking, but we want a lot more than that. But we should at least get that. Yes. Okay? I think that's reasonable. We'd like more than that, but we'll take just that <laughs> for now. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patent stew is inevitable. I'm sorry about that. What are you going to do? Doing that to them. What are you going to do? One little saving grace. At least the Nazi had to live in Akron, Ohio. True. Wow. You know what? LeBron you just pissed James. off Akron, Ohio. Ohioans. Okay? That's oh, where well. LeBron James is. Ohioans. Oh, man. They are pissed at you, Jeffy. So, um, Glenn found something this morning that I had, I had not seen. New trailer for a movie you probably have seen a long time ago. And I guess there's this genre of uh, trailer recuts mm-hmm. um, where they take trailers, they take movies, and they convert them to different genres of, of movies and mm-hmm. use all the real footage. And they show you how misleading trailers can be. As you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of movie trailers. And this is, this is what I want to do with my life. Not this crappy show. Uh, something good like movie trailers that mislead the public into thinking a movie is good. I'm always, right. I'm always amazed by that because it happens uh, all the time. It does, and you go in there and you see you see this movie. The trailer is unbelievable, and then you walk out of the movie and you think that movie sucked. Uh, well, you know what you should do is you should probably just quit and go try put your feet in, get your feet wet and do that. Well, I don't I don't have any of the equipment. I, I don't have any of the hey, contacts. Hey, no, you should just jump right in though. You should just quit right now and just jump right in. Well, I can do shot. some of it on, on the side before I build the business. It? No. I mean, Stu. I could you easily. Do, that's crazy doing trying part time. Yeah, I could just do it on the weekends. You know, full-time. yeah, practice full-time. what, get my skills. Get, you're never going to get good part time. Full time, jump in. Do you saying quit this job just to? 
I mean, I don't want you to. I'm just saying you should if you're ever going to be oh, okay. gonna become, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. proficient at be doing trailers. You right. need to just jump into it. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. So, um, mm -hmm. do we have this ready? Uh, this uh, uh, this is a trailer for the movie Spaceballs. Now, if you don't remember Spaceballs, it was a parody of of Star, Star Wars. Wars and some other of space-related yeah. movies are in there as well. Things like uh, <laughs> Star Trek. There's some. There's some elements of it, but it was a Mel Brooks movie from the Mel Brooks movie from the '80s. Mm -hmm. It was a stupid movie. I liked it because I was a kid at the time, and I liked the, you know. But, you know, it was... It was I wasn't a, born yet, so I, I don't like, remember it. Really? Yeah. You, you weren't born in the 80s? No. Okay. Hmm. Um, it, I don't know that all of it stands up these days, by the way. I watched it uh, fairly recently, and I was like, eh, some of these jokes eh, fall a little flat. Uh, Maybe not his best all work. of them? No, I, I love them. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Spaceballs <laughs> is one of the worst movies ever done. Oh, no, that's, totally what made, ever that's what made done. it good. I totally and if did. I'm not mistaken, it was a massive bomb. That's what made it good No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Oh, I do. I mean, they still it certainly has out. made its money back by now, and just as a cult classic, I mean, it still gets aired all the time. Yeah. The stupid what thing is horrible. still airing constantly. Yeah. So take this as a parody, jokey movie, movie mm -hmm. and they now convert it to a serious trailer. Okay, watch. Let's this. see that. I was found on the doorstep of a monastery. All I got was this. It was around my neck. What is it? I don't know. I've taken it to every wise man in the universe, and nobody could tell me what it means. Beautiful. Take them both aboard and put the princess in my quarters. Yes, sir. Now she is mine. Don't worry, boss. We'll get her back. Goodbye, Lone Star. No, no, I can't take this. Take it, take it. You might need it. Thanks. But I'll never forget you. Dim the lights. There it is. Spaceball City straight ahead. Good. Taking her in. Great! Now we can take every last breath of fresh air from planet Twitty. So, Lone Star, now you see that evil will always triumph. What's happening? Where is he? The Schwartz is in you, Lone Star. It's in you. All right. I'll try. Let's go on. Destroy that thing. But isn't that dangerous? What about that ring yogurt thing? Come on, boss, give it a shot. Here goes nothing. That's tremendous. <laughs> it's tremendous. That is. That's really good. I love that crap. That is really solid there. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I guess mm -hmm. it's from a uh, YouTube user. Just a YouTube user. The unusual suspect. Not uh, bad. Which is uh, that's not bad. Suspect. Pretty good. Yeah, uh, really good. Um, if you want to see a real movie trailer, there's one from uh, the number one movie over the weekend, right? Uh, this is from the movie with, uh, with uh, Brad Pitt called Fury. If you think it can't get worse, it can, and it will. 
Dying's not done. The killing's not done. I promised my crew a long time ago I'd keep them alive. I was afraid you were dead. Where's the rest of Third Concern? We're it. Sergeant Collier, I'm your new assistant driver. Tank school? That's home. You've never even seen the inside of a tank. You will. I started this war killing Germans in Africa. Now I'm killing Germans in Germany. Been with these fine gentlemen for years. These troops get by you. We're all dead in the water. All we got is you. I won't ask you to do anything I haven't done myself. Comp check. Photo check. Grady check. Bob check. Bob check. Peaceful. History is violent. Wait till you see it. See what? What a man can do to another man. I'm scared. I'm scared too. It will end soon. But before it does, a lot more people gotta die. Well, you know we do get a dollar thirty-five a day, right? <laughs> Best job I ever had. Best job I ever had. Best job I ever had. Coming. How many? 300 of them. There's five against 300. We've never run before. Why are we going to run now? We're still in this fight. Still in this fight. Now. Interesting things happening in football, and uh, since we've talked so much Ebola, it'd be nice to just take a break for a second. Yes, uh, and talk about uh, the uh, pretty interesting weekend. Uh, Green Bay Packers won uh, mm -hmm. again. This is a big two pat, of course. He's a Packers that's, fan. Uh, is that, that's four straight, right? Yeah, because yeah. they started out one and two, now they're five and two. So, good weekend for the Pack. Uh, they beat Carolina 38-17. Another big win for them, but uh, even kind of more fun than that. Well, Seattle lost. I love that. <laughs> I like that, too. Do not like the Seattle Seahawks. I will say most of it's just Richard Sherman, too. I just do not like him at all. <clears throat> I mean, I like I anybody do, on the team. I like, I like Russell Wilson. I think he's... Oh, like uh, yeah. I like, I mean, he's okay. Yeah, he's I, okay. I, I, um, I'm, a, I'm a big uh, Stephen Hauschka guy. No, I don't know. He's just a kicker. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, do, uh, I do really like uh, Russell, Russell Wilson. I have no problem with it. I just, <clears throat> Sherman is so irritating to me. Mm. And so two of the craziest plays I think I've ever seen happened in this game. One, uh, the do we, I don't think we have them in here. We, we, we don't really have a NFL highlight uh, rights at this point in our uh, little baby what? network's uh, existence. 
Um, but they kick, uh, a, they punt the ball to the right side, or to the left side <laughs> of the of the uh, field. And the, St. Louis just reacts as if it went to the other side of the field. So they send all their guys to the other side of the field. All of the uh, Seattle guys, of course, go to that side of the field to try to stop the return. And the ball actually <clears> went the other way. The, the returner kind of comes down and catches the ball and takes it back, and there's nobody on that side of the field. He walks in for a touchdown, basically. That's unbelievable. You, you didn't, I didn't see that. Oh, you got to see this play. <clears> it's amazing. That and is cool. Why has nobody tried that before? Uh, it, they did um, actually against Green Bay, I believe. The Bears tried it, and it worked for a touchdown, but they got called back for a holding penalty a few years ago. Oh, so they just I st- do stole that remember play. That. Yeah, uh, they stole that play, tried it again, and it worked like a charm. And then, uh, which is I, that play, I've seen <clears throat> only that one other time, um, but it, w- it worked really well again, and, and was a touchdown for the Rams. Uh, and then, in addition to that, probably the craziest single play call. I've ever seen in my entire life happen in that game. The uh, the Seahawks uh, were, had pulled all the way to within two points. Rams have the ball deep in their own territory. Uh, they go for it, on th- obviously, on third down. They don't get they it. They were so. on their own 20, right? Uh, 20 or 30. I can't remember exactly where they were, but they were in their own mm. territory. Uh, and uh, they went to punt the ball and faked the punt in the fourth quarter with, like, 220 left. Faked the punt and got the first down easily as because... Who the hell is going to fake a punt in that position situation? It's a uh, nuts call. It's a nuts call. It worked, and it's one of those calls. If it doesn't work, you get fired. Like it's it's probably the end of your coaching reign for for the aptly named Jeff Fisher, who should also have an end to his reign of of another job. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a separate it's situation. The same name as me. Oh yeah, I didn't even I didn't oh realize that. As you said that, I didn't even realize that. I'm sorry, Jeffy, uh, but I, that is ballsy. And of course, it's all being called ballsy because it worked. If not, it would have been called the worst decision of all time. So we should say out front, it's actually a terrible decision. But the only reason it worked is because it was such a bad decision. Uh, really, he must amazing. have had no confidence in his defense. Yeah, and their ability to stop Seattle on their last drive. But yeah, that's that's interesting. So Seattle winds up winning twenty-eight twenty-six. Um, also, uh, yesterday, the Cowboys, who have won six straight now. Uh, are up to six and one with their win thirty one twenty one over the New York Giants and best uh, record in the league. Yeah, that's something else. Mm-hmm. I, the Cowboys. Everybody thought at the beginning of the year because they were so bad defensively last year, and then they had injuries and they had people leaving for other teams, and so everybody thought, okay, this defense is going to be the worst of all time. This is going to be a everybody jumped off the Cowboys bandwagon. Six wins, best they could do. That's yeah. really the six wins is what they were saying. They're already to six wins. They're six and one. So now uh, they're kind of proving everybody wrong. That's they're they're a legitimate contender for the first time in a really long time. Yeah, they're for real. I think. Uh, and you know, the Eagles are of course five and one. Um, and I do not like they have not shown they're for real yet. Uh, they've been pretty lucky to be five and one. And look, you take it obviously. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, but they've had a lot of really close games. Things that have gone their way that maybe shouldn't have. Uh, you know, and a lot of big mistakes that happened to go somehow they got out of. They have not played great. Um, the, the Cowboys for the last few weeks have. I mean, they've been dominant uh, in, in a lot of these games, and uh, they look like they're for real, which I don't like, of course, because yeah. I hate them. I mean, they got Romo, you got Des Bryant, maybe the best receiver in all of football. And, uh, and you have uh, DeMarco Murray, who's just tearing things up uh, from his running back position. So they're looking really good. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of akin, I mean, this is a stretch, but it's like Aikman, Emmett Smith, and Michael Irvin is what they're comparing yeah. them to. I mean, they haven't earned that yet, but, you know, if they go to a Super Bowl, you know, we'll see. Well, Romo definitely needs that Super Bowl ring to save his career. Oh, he really does. He really does, because there's nobody more maligned 
who's had a successful run. I know. Than Tony Romo. Yeah. I mean, everything that goes wrong with the Cowboys is put directly on his shoulders. It doesn't matter. I mean, the defense can totally collapse and lose a 38 to 10 lead, and the and the Cowboys can lose 45 to 41, and it's Romo's fault. It's true. Now he's had <laughs> every time. Part of it is his fault, right? Like, I mean, I I will say I, that I would say a small part of it yes. is his fault, right? And, and like he has goes, thrown some key interceptions for for touchdowns for the other team. Yeah. That you know he's you shouldn't. But played. I mean, so did Brett Favre. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, he's been hit. I think that the and I've said this before. I think the thing that really started this was the first big mistake he made in his career right. was that chip shot field goal that would have sent them to the playoffs or sent them another round in the playoffs. I can't remember if it was. I think it was a. I think it was a wild card weekend type of game. Um, but anyway, he, and he dropped, dropped the, the snap, snap and almost made it in the end zone anyway to win the game, but uh, didn't. And it was a very basic play. It was a stupid mistake, you know, yeah. thing that they he, haven't forgiven. forgiven I swear that that, that started that. and it's just been ever since. But he has made those plays where, you know, they're up 27 to 3 in the, you know, in the second quarter. And he just he's forcing passes into the middle of, you know, coverage and they get interception. It, it has happened a lot of times. Um, but yeah. again, the only reason they are there is because he's played so well to yes. get them into those positions. They're That's up true. twenty-seven to three because he's played great. If you uh, look at his quarterback rating, yeah, it's been great. over his career. It's got to be one of the highest, certainly of active players, and maybe ever. Yeah, I mean, I will take. I would. I would take him on my team in a second. I, he's, I, I would too. You know, he's, he's really if the good. Packers ever lost Aaron Rodgers, I'd definitely trade for Tony Romo. I think he's a great quarterback, but. Yeah. And, of course, uh, maybe the greatest of all time uh, broke one of the biggest records of all time. Peyton Manning, uh, 509. Actually, he's up to, was he 510 now? I don't even know. Um, he uh, threw his 509th touchdown, though, which is the all-time record, most touchdown passes in a season, uh, breaking Brett Favre's uh, record. And, and I, you know, to me, and I've said this before, that Peyton Manning is the best regular season quarter player of all time. In no, of course. There's, there's never been a player as good as him in the regular season ever in history, which makes him probably fairly... You could make the argument he's the best player in history. I would say that his performance in the playoffs has been has been poor enough related to his regular season play that you have to knock him down a couple of pegs to me. Which, but he's if still he wins in the another Super Bowl, though. I think it stops that talk. Well, yeah, you know, I think probably. So. I, I, I guess. Think it does. I mean, but two you Super guys... Bowls. Come on. If he, if, he, if he gets two Super Bowl titles. That and, would make him and has had the career he's had. I mean, right now he's one and two in Super Bowls, right? And he's yeah. remember this is a, but the, the thing that I have a problem with. This is a guy who's on a team that won eleven or more games for what eight years. They were the yeah. best team in the league for. They've been in the best team in the league, arguably in probably twelve individual seasons, and he has one Super Bowl. I mean, that is that's not that shouldn't happen. Now, part of that is coaching. Part of that is their defense wasn't good. Part of that has been his poor play. Part of that was the Patriots. Yeah. And you that's what I mean. Like, flat out beat the Colts. But that's what I mean. Often. Like, if you can say that, okay, Tom Brady was able to beat Peyton Manning over and over and over again in clutch spots, don't you have to say Tom Brady, who also has gaudy numbers, yeah. is as good or better? I think there's an argument to be made there. Um, and there's other quarterbacks, obviously Joe Montana and people like that from, from the day who won multiple Super Bowls. Um, uh, you know, I think you've got to make there's arguments for those guys as well. I, look, Manning is fantastic, and he's got, he doesn't need me to. I mean, he's a he's a absolute first ballot. You can't even have to make you don't even have to make yeah. a decision to put him in the Hall of Fame. Oh, you could um, wake me up in a dead sleep in the middle of the night. Right, Peyton Manning, first ballot. Yes. Yeah. The only question with Peyton Manning is: Is he the best player that's ever played football? 
That's the only thing left. Is he first or I'd, is he fifth? I'd say is he right second? At, is he yeah. third or is he fourth? He's in the top five. He's, he is. Period. He's, he's that good. But his, his, he should have won more Super Bowls by now. And and part of that is his play. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, he has he, he, he has he not overthinking himself. Well. He starts jinxing himself. Something happens. And look, like you can't, you know, in the Super Bowl last year, the first snap goes over his head and goes into the end zone. That's not Peyton Manning's fault. But mm-hmm. he was not able to rally that team. He threw a key interception in that game, and he never was able to 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 get past that and, and move them forward and put them even in the game. And this has happened a lot of times. That blew me away too, because yeah. I, mean, I, I really thought he was going to. The best offense in the history of the league, and they mm-hmm. basically got. Well, he was playing. He was also passing against the greatest defensive. That all of a sudden can't stop anybody now. They can't stop the Rams. The yeah. Seattle's defense now, uh, one year later, can't even stop the Rams. <laughs> I, I don't know how this happens. This is why football's great. And I, you know what? If you don't like football talk, well, we're going to be talking about more infectious disease more in just a minute. <laughs> but, you know, I, it is one of those things that's pretty amazing. And, you know, the guy it deserves is. a lot of credit. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus, if you don't like football, I, I know you will like this because this is adorable. So um, I would say even women will like this. Oh, my God. But women yeah. don't like sports. I know. Pat. I know it. And it's true. They don't. They don't, actually. As a rule, they, they really don't. But, <laughs> but I think you're like this. Uh, this is Gabe White, an 8-year-old who has Down syndrome. And uh, it's one of those cool things where the teams get together and let the kids score a touchdown. This is, uh, this is really cool. Watch this. There's the kickoff. And uh, Gabe is on the field. Picks up the football. And uh, his teammates are helping him find the way to the end zone. Other teams faking, trying to tackle him. And down the sidelines, he could go all the way. And he is going to score as every person on the other team misses him. Touchdown! That's cool. That is cool. It's it's this is a you know one of those nice moments. Nice I do moment like those. I, every every time I see, I'm like, oh jeez, another one of these. And then I watch it, I'm like, that's cool. I like it. That's great. I mean, I like how they were doing the uh, the Tecmo Bowl dives. Yeah. Uh, do you remember that? Yeah. Remember that from like the yeah. Nintendo days where they would just yes. like dive all over the place and you'd just be running back and forth all over the screen and you could just force them to dive and that's what they all did. It would be weird if one of them caught him though by mistake. Yeah, oops. he's like slap at the feet and he trips and doesn't get the touchdown. <laughs> That would, be that, that would have made that video worthwhile. <laughs> you have such you, a big Jeff. heart, Jeffy. Thank Unfortunately, you. most of it's because of cholesterol, but it's, it's a big heart. <laughs> it's a big heart. It's about to explode yeah. up in your chest. Most likely, But yes. I wouldn't worry about it. Uh, all right, triple eight seven two seven Beck. Let's go to Misty uh, real quick in Atlanta. Misty, you're on the Pat and Stu Show. Hi, good, good morning, gentlemen. Um, Hi. I wanted to talk to you about an issue that was on uh, Beck's show this morning, and I thought I'd call and be real candid with you. Sure, right. be real and, candid. Um, uh, excuse me? Be real candid. Yeah, go ahead, sir. Okay, well, I'm kind of leaving myself open for a real beating from you guys. You guys are a tough crew. Okay. <laughs> but I'm a post-operative transsexual, mm-hmm. and I've been this way for 20 years. Wow. I've been married for, I've been married for 18 years. Okay. I've been very successful at it, but I'll tell you, it's been a very, very difficult situation. Mm-hmm. And in doing this, I tried to do this with some grace rather than becoming a disgrace. And... Um, I'm not, I'm not at all 
in approval of what's going on down in Houston where the mayor Thank you. Uh, has opened up restrooms for men basically to walk in a woman's room. Right. I mean, if it looks like a duck, walks like a duck, talks like a duck, good chance it's a duck. Yes. And I don't want to see a man walking into a woman's room, restroom with a beard, <clears throat> and this mm-hmm. whole thing just isn't right. Um, I, I put a lot of money into myself to do this. It was a very, very mentally trying situation. I, bet. I spent my entire career as a female, and um, I put up with a lot. I had to sure. work twice as hard, and I had to be twice as good as any man to be successful in what I did in life. Okay, so and, let me get this uh, straight now. You are You started out as a... I started out as a male when I was younger. As a male. And when I was growing up, going through high school in the 70s, I remember hearing about Renee Richards. She was a naval officer and a transgendered person later. Right, a big tennis uh, player. Mm -hmm. That's correct. Yep. And I I don't approve of the gay agenda. I'm a conservative person. Um, I've been a member of the Blaze for two years. I know that may not mean a heck of a lot. It does. No, we appreciate that. Thank you, yeah. Well. I just, I just feel that political correctness has run amok here, mm-hmm. and that um, if these people are walking into a woman's restroom, they need to be able to prove their gender one way or another, or yes. go to jail. In other words, if you have truly gone through the pain and the situation that I've done in my life to be successful, I wanted to meld in with society. I didn't mm-hmm. want to walk into Walmart with a boa and look like some type of mm-hmm. uh, drag queen. Because that's not what being transgender is all about. Transgender, in my mind, is fading into society, minding your own business, and, and not looking like a freak. It took a lot of money to do this. Mm-hmm. I spent enough on myself to buy a small condo. And wow. that's a lot of money. I mean, yeah. I, I dropped a good 40 grand. Wow. You know, my voice may not be perfect really in all regards, condo. but I've been married mm-hmm. for 18 years. And I've got a husband that loves me unconditionally. And he obviously knows, right? He obviously knows you went through surgery. Your husband obviously knows that you used to be a man? Yes, yes. And um, he told me he did not know the other person. He only Hmm. knew me. In other words, he loves me unconditionally. That's great. And that is is a heck of an accomplishment. Yeah, it is. And, again, I told him I'd be very candid. I I was married three times before in the other gender, and I was never, never happy, so much so that I contemplated suicide. And I Hmm. just went ahead and did it. I felt that I, I did not have to live my life for anybody else. And so I went ahead and did this. Hmm. Would I recommend this to anybody? No. If you don't have the money to do this, you're going to wind up being a freak of nature. And this is what we've got walking into these restrooms and what have you down in, in Hawaii. I spent a lot of time over in Hawaii, and I've seen people walk in. They look just like men. It, it's, it's very upsetting. And um, I can only imagine what, a, what we call a generic woman would think when they see this go on. And I don't like to see it. I don't approve of the, the gay GBLT or whatever people that's, pushing this down that's a sandwich actually throat. that's not the agenda uh, just so you know <laughs> no it's great um, Misty and I, we appreciate it and we've seen this how many times have we seen this uh you know over well, and over again lately uh we've had people who are either gay or transgendered or uh, any any various uh, uh description that you want to throw at them coming here and saying look I happen to be in one of these categories but yeah. I think of these things like a conservative like an American who believes in free markets and free yeah. ideas 
And, you know, I, I don't believe, I don't understand what the government is doing in this case. We've seen this over and over again, Pat. Yeah, I, I'm fascinated by Misty's uh, story because obviously she said that Ashley had the surgery, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. started out as a man, doesn't have the man unit anymore, now has a hoo-ha. It's a long process, too. And it's a tough process, and, really an, tough process. and an expensive one, obviously. He spent $40,000 becoming... Um, and he said what they are that, today. He said that 20 years ago. So how so, much yeah, money is that? A lot more I wanted to kind of explore the first three marriages, which he was married as a man to women, and now he's married as a woman to a man. That's, I mean, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. It's fascinating. But look, look, you know, look, you, you might not be, uh, you might not share a lot in common with Misty, uh, but when you have someone who I will really, come no. and say, look, you know, I'm not saying you in particular. I'm just saying gender, generically. I've never changed my gender. No, you haven't. So I don't. So, but, but the point is, though, if you can have somebody still, who is different than you that can come to the table and say, "Look, I don't." It's insanity. So what? That's I don't, great. We might have totally different views and, and, and totally different lifestyles. Yep. However, uh, the government shouldn't be coming in and pressuring churches to make these decisions. They shouldn't be requesting that's sermons. Obviously, what Misty realizes. That's something you could. That's someone you can absolutely coexist with, even if you don't have a lot in common with them. Yeah. That, that's 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 fantastic, and that's so, what you want. And was obviously a little nervous about coming into this forum where we can uh, we can be brutal from time to time yeah uh but i'm glad uh misty trusted us trusted us enough to to call in Appreciate yeah that. and i think we were fair right i think so hopefully jeffy well, she's got a membership right she knows how she knows the yeah, shows she knows <laughs> exactly that's why it was brave to call triple eight seven two seven back more pat and stew coming up now, Jeffy, you've lived your entire life as a dirtbag, so you can't relate to changing whatsoever. Uh, surgery or no, there's no, is there an anti-dirtbag surgery you can get to remove any of that? Or, I hope so. Yeah, I, I don't think so. Jeffy looked up. We we have a little unfinished business yeah. to do <laughs> to uh, <clears throat> to finish up our discussion on uh, Tony Romo because of the Cowboy fans in here that are, that are Romo still haters. Still, haters. still Romo haters. Yeah, still but haters. He, uh, he threw that pass. Yeah. Yes. All right. This year he his so quarterback year rating, third. QBR third. third. Now career-wise. Philip and career-wise fifth. Fifth. He is top five QBR. Okay. Fifth. <laughs> Joe Montana, the great Joe Montana, 10th. The 10th place. You've got to be kidding me. A lot of that has to do with the way football yeah, is played. No now, question. I don't care. But like, if you look <laughs> at the quarterback list. rating is better than Joe freaking Montana. Who's top five? Who's top in front of him? And, and this will explain four. a lot, I think. Yes, it, it will. First four are Aaron Rodgers. Aaron look Rogers at that, one. man. Aaron Rodgers. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. Philip Rivers. Yeah. Steve Young. My gosh. Tony Romo. Okay, the first four, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Peyton Manning, uh, who was third? Philip Rivers. Rivers, maybe not a Hall of Famer. The first two Hall of Famers. Philip Rivers may oh or may gosh. not be. Steve Young is in the Hall of Fame. And then after Tony, Tom Brady. Brady, yeah. another Hall of Drew Famer. Drew Brees. But again, you Hall can of get fame. down this list a little bit and you start seeing how... how Drew Brees, who else? Go to the, give me number 13. He's ahead of Drew Brees, give me Joe Montana. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> he is also ahead of Matt Schwab. Matt Schaub, yeah. Matt Schaub uh, at number 13 all time. All time. Matt that's Schaub. Right. Where's Dan Marino? The guy list? was a oh, dang good well. quarterback. I don't know what happened to him in Houston yeah. for those four games. Yeah. 
But it ruined his life, Thank and it you. ruined his career, and they kicked him out. And he, I like Matt Schaub. I think he's a pretty good I like Matt Schaub. He's not Dan Marino, and yet he's six spots ahead of Dan Marino. And I don't care. He, he had some pretty damn good years. He did, but he's he not really Dan did. Marino, who might very well be, by the way, the best quarterback of all time. I mean, when you look at the way this guy, he did this in an era where you weren't throwing six-yard slant patterns. He was throwing 25-yard outs, this guy, and he was throwing for 5,000 yards. This guy was freaking amazing. But again, he had the same problem Romo had. He had the same problem Romo had. Where is Matt Schaub right now? Is he he still with the Raiders? He's a Raiders holder. Right now. Yeah, he got to hold for a field goal attempt. Didn't he did hold. For That's a, a good goal. gig, actually. You don't get goal. hurt. He's not. Well, he's not their. He's not their lead holder. Oh, uh, he is their backup holder. <laughs> he's not the practice squad holder. Uh, and they're going to bring so you up to bad. hold this weekend. And he is their backup quarterback. He's gone but. from seriously a t- uh, probably a top five in the league, or certainly top ten, top 10 yeah. in the league quarterback to nowhere. Wow, well, he is like Mister Nobody now. Something had to have happened. Again, we're, on, we're doing a second football break here. Right. But, we don't want to do but that. But quickly, he threw a couple of bad interceptions last year. Yeah. And he threw him out of, basically threw him out of the league. Yes. I, I, I don't know why. Yes. They yes. sentenced him to the Oakland Raiders. They did. That's bad. Brutal. Triple eight seven two seven back. We've got to show you this painful Mark Udall interview. Mark Udall is a senator from Colorado. He's running for re-election against a, a Republican who has a shot at beating him. This would be great because in Colorado, that's kind of tough. Uh, on Friday... He gave ABC 7 News in Denver a terrific interview. I I think you're going to enjoy this. Here's what he had to say. Do you think the Affordable Care Act should be repealed? No. Should illegal immigrants have a pathway to citizenship? Yes. Is Common Core good or bad for Colorado students? Yes. Do you believe in placing restrictions for gun buyers? Yes. Do you believe in the death penalty? No. No. Do you believe Colorado should have a personhood amendment? No. no. Would you like to see more That's regulations good. on fracking in Colorado? We have to find the right balance. Uh, so, yes. Uh, tell, these are the tough questions now. What is your favorite place in Colorado for a weekend getaway? Uh, Crested Butte. <laughs> no hesitation there. Uh, name <laughs> three of the most influential books in your life and the last song you listened to. Oh, wow. Uh, I know, that's, that's the tough, the, that's that's the toughest. The, the, so, um, the uh, three most influential books in my life, Profiles and Courage. Um, Such a politician answer. The, uh, yeah. Let me think. The, we, can, we can play this over, right? Let me, let me retape this. Um, well, 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 let's go back to, yeah. the, to that. What about, what, about, what about music? What, what's yeah. the last song you listened to? Um, I'm brain dead today. <laughs> uh, All right, so, so, yeah. so back to the books, uh, oh, Profiles painful. and Courage. Yeah, let me, let me just let me catch my thought here. So um, <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, In the Kingdom of Ice, Profiles in uh, Courage, of Ice. and yeah. a Centennial, Michener's great book about Colorado. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he comes the, up with them. He does Holden's, come up with them. a song. Uh, about comes up with bull crap. because it's appropriate. To he does. Around. Okay, good enough. He does he come does up come with bullcrap. That's a good point, Pat. He, but he does he actually answer it. Crap. So he answers it. Profiles and courage. Boring answer for a politician, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, a, a po- courageous politician. He mm-hmm. comes up with a book about Colorado. <laughs> uh, you know, all right, you're in what Colorado. Was the other thing? Kingdom of Ice. Kingdom of Ice. What's Kingdom of Ice, Jeffy? <laughs> well, I mean, I, the last time I was. Mm-hmm. Stuck reading Kingdom of Ice. I have no idea. Now, Kingdom of Ice is different from the Island of Spice, which is uh, Stu, where Jeffy. Why would you bring that up? Oh my what gosh! Why would you I bring that up? Again bring, oh my oh, gosh! Yeah. Why would you bring that today up? Today was today was almost over, and I was I thought I was going to make it without having to no, think wow. about it. It's I'm so, sorry. Instead, Jeff. he's got that flashback going on right now to where he. 
You're right. I'll tell you one thing: the Kinemalize isn't Urgent Fury. No, it's no, not. it's not. Uh, no, I didn't mean not. to say code named Urgent Fury. What it's is not. Kingdom of Ice, Jeffy? Kingdom. Kingdom of, of Ice. Ice. I don't know that I can look right now. So, again, I think this would be. I was thinking about this. this would be a really interesting thing for the Blaze to do. Remember, um, the, you know, the thirty for thirty that. Uh, no, that, that well, go ahead. Yeah, you have Kingdom of Ice. Uh, it, well, this one is in the Kingdom of Ice, so I'm not sure I if think it's that, the same one. I think it's the same. grand and terrible polar voyage of the USS Jeanette. So some heroic tale of, okay. Um, so uh, I thought this would be an interesting thing for the Blaze to do. Uh, 30 for 30 comes from, I think, I think it was Bill Simmons who's ES, at ESPN, and he had an idea to do 30 documentaries, 30 great sports stories for the 30th anniversary of mm -hmm. ESPN. And so they did that. It kind of seemed like that, and, and they had different directors come in and do it. It seemed like that would be an interesting thing to take this question and do this with every, all the Blaze people. Like, give, give some time to put some time thought into it, time th and thought into it, and actually, like, come up with your actual list of, of your three, three most influential books. And I feel like there should be some ground rules. Like, you can't just say, uh, the Bible, the King James Bible, the new international version you of should, the Bible. You should say other than other than scripture. yeah, other, other than, than religious. Yeah, books. like something you know that uh, maybe is a little mm -hmm. bit more uh, you know outside of that realm. Because I think we right. all would acknowledge that if you're if you're a spiritual person, this probably wouldn't apply to like S.E. Cup, but a person, someone who's uh, a religious person, probably is going to cite the Bible if you're Christian, or if you're going to cite you know another you know major book. Are if you you're, calling S.E. Uh, godless animal? Is that uh, what you're calling her? No, I would say wow, that she's an atheist, wow. however. Wow, did she, you hear that? She talks about he all the time. called her a godless animal. I did not. Why would you do that? I did not call her a godless I bet animal. she takes offense to that. I know I do. I, no, I didn't I, do I you? say that, though. If I were to say that, she might take offense to <laughs> No, that's what you, we all heard it. America heard. That's what America heard. They heard you say Stu. it. They heard you. They heard you say that Essie Cup was a godless, godless animal. animal. No, but I would assume Essie wow. Cup wouldn't put the Bible as wow. one of her influential books. I mean, there, again? Oh, only because she's a godless animal. I didn't say wow. that. Wow. You, you All right, we're going to regroup oh. here. This is ugly. <laughs> this is ugly. We'll be back. I hope Essie's not in the building. That's all I can say. Cause, I think uh, we know Jeff. I don't want to incur a rap. That was Stu, Essie, who said you were a godless animal. That's that. not me. I did not Stu. say that. not me. That was Stu Bergier. I didn't say that at all. <laughs>
Uh, he just doesn't, you know, he doesn't, he's not dangerous necessarily, and that's the, but he's really funny still. He's still one of the funniest that, comedians out there. That's difficult hard. to do. Because when that's you're the competing, hardest thing to do. When you're competing against people who can just drop F-bombs whenever they want. Yes. I mean, look at the Bill Maher clip we played uh, on, on, on radio. and uh, not we, we didn't play this one on right. TV. Um, but on radio, and he, he says, well, you know, of all these people down in Texas, this effing hospital in Texas, of course, he said, says the word, it's believed, mm-hmm. not believed on the show, but everyone in the audience just claps and laughs for like 30 seconds. People just like swears a lot. They yeah. just really like them. They yeah. think it's hilarious. So when you don't you do that, it makes it funnier, much more too, when you say the F word a lot. Yeah, it's, it's, you can. You know, especially if you use it like a surgeon. Mm-hmm. You, know, you use it at the right times. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can make it, you know, it mm-hmm. definitely works. So to do that without that is pretty good. He did about 30 minutes on Kale last time I saw him. Uh, he was in Oklahoma. I bet that was good. It was awesome. Because I mean, Kale is good material. Oh, my Well, his food. I love you. Really, I was thinking of you the whole time because your wife forces Kale on you constantly. Yes. And it's not food. Mm-hmm. It's like a plant. I don't eat plants. I'm sorry. That's like for, uh, you know, giraffes. Giraffes eat plants. I'm a human being. Okay. I don't eat plants. <laughs> It's <laughs> a great point. Yeah. 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 So uh, his book comes out tomorrow, by the way, is released tomorrow. Oh, okay. I oh. knew it was right around because I've been seeing right. him uh, on, on Instagram and Twitter posting a lot of yeah. he you know, another thing he, he does which is really cool, and again, I don't know how we're on we're just on Jim Gaffigan talk now, but you can pre order an autographed copy at Jimgaffigan.com. When when he travels and he's in airports, he just goes to the bookstores and just signs all of his all of his books. So if you go and you're like in an airport and you want to buy his book, you can get it one signed that he does you know for free. It doesn't cost any more. Glenn does that too every time he's oh, really? in an airport. Yeah, he never goes to an airport. That's true, um, so. <laughs> but he does do it every time he's in an airport. Right. But every time, yeah. And, and so. this is the thing. He did it in 2004, I think. Yeah, I think so. It's the last time he was in an airport. And this is the thing you're talking about. We're talking about food. We're talking about football. We're talking about all this silliness, and it's we're not talking about the election. And I guess some people might be a little pissed off about that. I'm not uh, because, uh, you know, look, we are going to cover, you know, when it's a more of a breaking news situation. But I don't know that we need to obsess about every single race and every poll that comes out this time. It's not mm-hmm. doesn't feel like that's where the audience is right now. And it's certainly not where I feel right now. Um, and this might be why. Watch this clip from Fox News and tell me if this makes you want to pay attention to politics. This is like a card trick okay, that you've seen race, ten times. Bottom line, in race after race, race, third card trick. In race after race, Democrats are ahead of Republicans when it comes to women. winning over women in Colorado? What's happening? I mean, this, Great stuff. this is exactly this what's is wrong with Debbie politics. Washington Schultz. Why is the world? Jeez. I, but that's, well, this is what I'm saying. Is, that, that, well, here's what the thing is. Debbie what you're not focusing on, though, is that you can't get a word in The issue is when you go to talk about Colorado, all you're doing is talking about the same thing over and over again. I don't know why everyone keeps bringing this stuff up. This is what it is. They're all talking over each other. You get nothing out of that conversation. Nothing. But and uh, this is, you know, this is what you get, I think, on cable news too often. And it's why Glenn wants the blaze to be different, honestly. With Wasserman Schultz, you almost have to do what Priebus did there because she is such a filibuster person. She just talks and talks and interrupts and won't let you finish a point and just goes on her agenda and her talking points. And so if you don't want to be steamrolled by her, you almost have to you do what he did back. there. Yeah. yeah. And, and so you get this... And is that a winning strategy? Crunch. No. It's just awful. No, it's not the a question winning strategy. The question is, I guess, though, is it a losing strategy? And I, I, there you get nothing out of yeah. it, and that's kind of what they think they want. Uh, you know, politicians just want us to get nothing out of it. That's better for them than... It worked. Than, uh, than, and so that works She's for sure. Horrible. She's just horrible, though. Ugh. Debbie Washington Schultz is in the Douche Hall of Fame for a reason. Yeah. She's yes. earned it. Was she a 99 percenter? 
Ooh. Don't know? I don't know. I'll have to double check that. We'll have that. to check that vote because I, I think she was. Um, all right. Do we have the uh, menacing mopper who was arrested for allegedly harassing a, a hotel employee? Is there, is, there a, is there a video of that or is it just a picture? Let's see the picture of the, uh, of the menacing mopper who was there, there. Oh, is that a mugshot? Hotel employee pressed charges against a man for what police called aggressive mopping. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Officers in Bristol uh, said they were called to the Doubletree Hotel on Century Drive just before 630 on the 13th of this month. John Thornton became unruly at the hotel and grabbed a mop from a 27-year-old female employee. They said he then began to mop the floor, but became more aggressive and mopped over the employee's shoes mm. several times. He mopped her shoes, thus the aggressive mopping charge. Uh, the woman allegedly torn, told Thornton to stop, but he turned his back on her and forcibly backed her into a corner. Officers said they found the victim shaken and crying. Uh, he was charged with second-degree breach of peace. While he was being transported to the police station and processed, officers said he shouted insults and expletives at the police. He also threatened bodily harm. He was then additionally charged with second-degree threatening. So he's second-degree threatener. He aggressively mopped, and he breached the peace. I say you lock this guy up forever. And he never sees the light of day again. Yeah, in a, in, a, in, in solitary confinement. Solitary confinement, like a three by five jail cell, where you feed him nothing but water, and maybe some breadcrumbs from time to time, because he's a menace to society. Anybody who would aggressively mop over someone's shoes doesn't deserve to be in society ever again. Am I right? Oh, I've never heard something more <laughs> true. Mean, I don't know if I. I, I mean. Is it obnoxious? Uh, yes. Uh, did you do any real harm to anybody? I don't yeah, I mean, know. look, if you really are backing someone into a corner, I mean, that's not okay. You know, Especially right? a female. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's obviously not okay, but right. still, you know. You, the mopping over shoes, I, I don't think you press charges. No. The yelling the insults at the of officers, I don't, I don't think you press charges. Uh, is it illegal to swear at an officer since when? No, it's not a good idea. So. I'll it's say not that. a good idea, uh, but, but is it illegal? No. I don't think so. Uh, I do not think so. So, uh, we also have this from Distractify. I don't know Distractify. Do you? No. Jeff, do, do they have a nude website? Probably not. So you don't know about them either, do you? Uh, ten of the most bizarre Craigslist ads you've ever seen. <laughs> Let's uh, uh, look at the uh, Distractify lost five dollar bill. <laughs> Uh, that so was he, an ad that somebody placed on Distractify. It's hard to know. Well, this is on Craigslist, I believe, but Distractify found it. Um, yeah, uh, these are the most bizarre are just, Craigslist ads. Right. So somebody put this on Craigslist, and Distractify found it. Yeah, so I, I was performing a magic trick that was going to make a $5 bill appear in my buddy's wallet. I already owed him some money. Uh, and so if I did the trick right, I'd owe him $5, but it didn't end up in his wallet. I mean, that's just a joke, right? I mean, somebody thinking it's funny to put up. It's not a legitimate ad. Uh, next one. Let's see. Uh, super Christmas plates and mugs. Here we have uh, stupid Christmas uh, plates and mugs. They're pretty ugly, but my ex-wife really liked them. So much so that just like me, she left them behind. 
her loss, your gain, four mugs, four <laughs> hot cocoa. Uh, when you and the important people in your life are gathered around the fire log channel uh, in your ugly sweaters complaining about the mild Vancouver, Vancouver winters. So you can buy some stupid Christmas plates <laughs> and mugs. Need to go, they need to go ASAP, otherwise they get used for target practice with my buddy's Glock. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little bitter. That's a, good, a tad bitter, you think? Yeah, yeah a little oh, bit. Okay. A little bit. Also, there's uh, great veins. You told me I have great veins. So is this one of those, like, where you uh, missed connections? What's that called? Missed connections or something? Anyone know what that is? So there's something, I think it's on Craigslist, where, like, they, where if you see someone and they say something to you, um, uh, you can put the, post something there and they can, like, oh, well, I remember that interaction. And then they find you somehow. Weird. Yeah. Uh, but someone told this woman she had great veins. Sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. Jeffy, what's the uh, percentage <laughs> chance of success? I would think it's really low. So, it like, the, really I, low. I always thought it was, if I remember the stories right, I think we did this a long time ago, where you're on a train and you're looking, you make eye contact with a, with a woman and, and you think there's something there and you're, you're just too embarrassed to say something. You get off the train and then you regret it. And then so you go on Craigslist and you post, hey, I was on the train with you, this, this train going this direction at this time. We looked at each other. I thought there was something there. What do you think? Email me if you know. So, so it'd be like, up. hey, I, I noticed you had great veins. Right. So someone said to Call this me. woman, I had great veins. And, and, and he actually, she wow. actually responded. Well, you got to take a shot. That's great. Have you ever tried the great veins approach, Jeffy? Not the great veins, but, you know, eye contact. Yeah. So uh -huh. so you, you must have got a new pair of shoes. I like that. I don't you know. When you, you staring like at someone in a yellow. dressing room is not what I would call eye contact. That's not. <laughs> that's something different. Uh, we'll talk about it later. Really? Yeah. yeah. Also, there was lost okay. ham. You're looking lost at ham you. ad. Did you lose a ham? <laughs> Look at that. Is that real? That's Come tremendous. on. Somebody just threw a ham out in their yard, right, and said... Did That's you lose funny, a ham? Though. Perhaps a bear broke into your kitchen and stole it from the <laughs> counter where it was cooling and then discarded it because it was overly salty? <laughs> possible. That's possible. funny. I found your ham if you lost one. <laughs> All right, That's, next up. That's funny. And Whether it's real or not, I don't know, but it's funny. I baked this pie. Yeah. Uh, check out that pie. Holy. I baked that. Can you believe it? Fresh blueberry pie. Mm -hmm. uh, you know uh, you, know you want to eat, eat my pie. I, Wait, that I came enjoy, out wrong. Yes. Wait, that came out wrong. I enjoy reading, writing, part, uh, painting, gardening. I love geeky things. But you don't care any about that because of pie. So I guess this is... I don't know. Okay. All right. There you go. Then there's robot rice. Mm -hmm. uh, free robot rice. A robot that makes rice. The ro this robot is built by me. You send a tweet to the robot, and it cooks rice accordingly. <laughs> is that real? Uh, I can't be, right? Okay. There can't really be a robot rice maker. Next. Uh, we've got uh, squirrel skin koozie with beer debubbler apparatus. Now, that sounds like something you would be interested in, Stu. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you enjoy koozies. You use them here all the time. I don't like koozies. They make me put koozies on because they don't think that you can see Pib Zero. You'll be like, oh, my gosh, that's free advertising for Pib Zero. I'm now like, people are going to go out and buy it. Right. But they didn't pay for that. So Some weird TV okay. thing where they don't yeah. feel comfortable with brand names, even though that's the only reason you know brand names is because they're on TV all the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's a, so I'm actually not a big koozie guy. And I certainly don't think I want a squirrel skin. <laughs> here's here's creepy. the last three. Let's skip sword and uh, go to toast. Can we, can we see the toast? Did somebody advertise for toast? Yeah, girl that loves toast. Loves toast. Okay. Oh, is that what that means? Mm -hmm. Loves. You see the it's like a heart sideways. 
That doesn't look much like a... Well, yeah, head. I guess it does. I guess it does. Girl that loves toast. I'm looking for that special someone who will share my passion for toast. <laughs> All kinds of toast. White toast, whole wheat toast, rye toast, toasted bagels. What's that? And when I'm feeling wild and crazy, a Pop-Tart. To me, toast is the ultimate turn-on. <laughs> there is nothing like a man who smells like toast. What is her email address? <laughs> this is Jeffy. What is that contact address? <laughs> wow. Um, by the way, there's a restaurant. Distractify.com. <laughs> there's a restaurant in New York, that, or maybe it's California, that's, that specializes in toast. Now it's becoming the new trendy thing. Yes, of course. Remember how like, cupcakes are the thing for a while? Come on, man. Now it's toast. Toast. That, you know what the one toast of the keys to toast? Though? Key, key, keys to a good piece of toast. And I got this from this article, which I agree with and I have put it into practice later. Uh, a, little, a little salt on the toast. Put a little salt on the toast. Makes it really freaking good. I've got the butter already. Well, I the key is to have a toast to your I'm specifications, try it, though. though Willing to try. Willing to try. Willing to try. Oh, we're, look, we're all, that's what we're about here. We're about trying new things. Triple eight seven two seven back More patents, too. It is inevitable. Ah, oh, darn it. Rap! Oh, if only it worked. Dang, darn, 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 Triple eight seven two seven. It's Pat and Stu. Uh, somebody is wondering uh, why Pat doesn't use cruise control when driving. Could be he likes the speeding tickets. Hmm. You did try that for a while. I did try that. You were yeah. big on the cruise control. What happened with that? I forgot how to use it or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Um, this. You week- know what? I got this automatic thing on my car where it it adjusts itself when there's a car in front of you with the cruise control, and it drives me out of my mind. I don't think I like that. It's, it, it'll get close yeah, to a car, and then it slows then back it slows down. back down. But no, I want to go 60. I'll just go around the car. But it keeps the slowing down. The sensor reads it. Sensor yeah. reads it. There's too many sensors on this stupid thing, and so it screws, it screws up this, the cruise control. So I just choose not to do it. But that's beside the point. I, I, I have to uh, my car lease mm-hmm. is coming up. Yeah. And I have to come up with a new car. Oh, you do? Yeah. So I've been now. Now it's starting to. The visions of uh, sugar plums are dancing in my head. Are you not going to get the same one? I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I have to. I have to. I have to do my little research. You know. What I mean, like you got to get. That's a big process for Tesla, especially for a guy. Thinking Tesla. I got, I got a Carl Because women don't like cars. What? I, got, I got a Carl Celti. It's minus. Now listen. It's minus sensors, so you don't have to be. You mm-hmm. don't have to be worried about an amp. I feel like you're off the grid. That's what I would feel like. Jeffy's car is off the grid. Accurate and off the consideration Jeffy, for anybody who. Thanks for for selling me this car. Why are all these hidden p- compartments all around it? Why are all these fa- false floors and travel? Oh, okay. You know what Storage. you should get is a new Hyundai Equus. Is it Equus? Equus. That's the one that was sixty-eight thousand yeah. dollars, not the uh, Genesis. The Genesis can be that high though. Because it, I don't know if it's exactly sixty-eight, but you it you can when you get the really nice engine and all that other stuff in it. Really, with all the options. It's it's up there too. You're talking about a Hyundai. Huh? It's a freaking Hyundai. Yeah. Come on, it's like a Yugo. Here's a seventy-five thousand dollar Yugo. Well, no, it's I'm not a, buying a seventy-five thousand dollars Yugo Genesis. Pat. <laughs> I don't care. I don't. You, you, you've ruined Yugo in my mind for all time, just like you ruined Hyundai in my mind for all time. I'm never going to think they're you know elite cars. I Are love you? Hyundai. No, big you do. Hyundai. Really? They're I nice. drove they're a Hyundai for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Like Brandon, it. your name was Brandon. Hyundai. Yeah, I changed my name for it. Oh, that's right. I, I drove and did you like it? You really did like yeah, it. Yeah, I did. They're really nice. They're really nice cars. It wasn't bad at all. You get that stigma going. Yeah. Yeah. Stigma's there. It's not a. It was never a Yugo. But they're actually really nice cars. It was a Kia. 
He is a quality dude. <laughs> they are. Like, how do you hate? <laughs>